Did you know Granny McDuff now has a Patreon? You can get all episodes ad-free. Games, puzzles, calendars, and more. You can even get discounts off Granny merch. Sign up now on Patreon. Go to GrannyMcDuffENT.com for more information. Good evening, children. It's Granny McDuff, ready with a story. So make yourselves comfy, and I'll begin. Once upon a time, there was a poor widow who had only a son named Jack and a cow who they called Milky Moo. All they had to survive on was the milk from the cow. Every morning, they would carry the milk to the market and sell it. But one morning, Milky Moo gave no milk, and the woman and her son did not know what to do. How shall we live? the woman cried. Do not worry, mother. I will go and find work somewhere, said Jack. You have tried that, and no one would take you. We must sell Milky Moo and use the money to start a shop or do something. It is the only choice we have. All right, mother. I'll take her to the market and sell her. And so Jack led the cow down the road toward the market. They had not gone far at all when a funny-looking old man passed them and said, Good morning, Jack. Good morning, sir, Jack replied, wondering how the old stranger knew his name. Where are you off to? asked the man. I'm on my way to the market to sell our cow. I wonder, Jack, can you tell me how many beans make five? Without hesitation, Jack replied, two in each hand and one in your mouth. (laughs) The man laughed. Very good. And here are the five beans. The man pulled five very strange-looking beans out of his pocket and showed them to Jack. I'll make you a deal. Your cow for these five beans. <laughs> you, you think me a fool, sir. Not at all. You do not know what these beans can do. If you plant them in the ground at night, by morning they will have grown right up into the sky. I don't believe it, Jack said. Well then, how about this? If it does not turn out to be true, then I will give you your cow back. All right. Jack handed Milky Moo's lead to the man and placed the beans in his pocket. When Jack returned home, it was dusk, and his mother was waiting outside of the house. Oh, son, since you haven't got Milky Moo with you, I assume you've sold her. How much did you get? Oh, mother, you will never guess. Jack's mother was very excited at this. Five? Ten? Could it be twenty? she asked. No, mother, I met a man on the road and we made a trade. I got these beans, mother. They're magical. You plant them at night and in the morning... What? Jack's mother screamed. You have been fooled. There's no such thing as magic, Jack. These are just rotten beans. And she threw the beans out the window. Go to bed. Tomorrow we'll go about getting Milky Moo back from this swindler you met on the road. Jack went up to his tiny bedroom in the attic and cried himself to sleep, thinking himself such a fool. 
When Jack woke in the morning, his room looked odd. It was dark except for one beam of light across the floor. Jack went to the window and saw that the beans his mother had thrown out into the garden had indeed grown overnight into giant beanstalks and they reached all the way up into the sky. The man was telling the truth. The beanstalk was made like a big ladder and had grown so close to his window, Jack just climbed right out onto it and up he went. He climbed and he climbed and he climbed until he finally reached the sky. And when he arrived, he found a long road, as straight as an arrow. So he walked along until he came to a great big house, which was very tall indeed. And on the front porch of the house sat a great big tall woman. Jack walked right up to her and said, Good morning, ma'am. Would you be so kind as to give me some breakfast? I've been walking for so long and quite famished. The woman laughed. <laughs> it's breakfast you want, is it? Well, it's breakfast you'll be if you don't get out of here. My husband is an ogre and there's nothing more he likes to eat than little boys baked and buttered on toast. He'll be back any minute, so get moving. Oh, please, ma'am, I'd rather be buttered and baked than die of hunger. Do give me something to take with me. The ogre's wife, who really wasn't such a bad woman after all, sighed and took Jack into the kitchen. She gave him a bit of bread, a hunk of cheese and a small jug of milk. Jack had barely finished his first bite when all of a sudden, thump, 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 the house began to tremble with each footstep of someone coming toward the kitchen. Goodness gracious, my husband is here. What on earth shall I do? Quickly, get in. And the woman opened the oven and Jack jumped in just as the ogre entered. He was enormous and had three cows tied to his belt. He put them down on the table. Here, wife, cook these for my breakfast. Then he sniffed. <laughs> What's this I smell? He sniffed once more. Fee-fi-fo-fum. I smell the blood of an Englishman. Be he alive or be he dead, I'll grind his bones to make my bread. Nonsense, nonsense, you're dreaming. Or perhaps it's the boy you had for dinner that you smell. Go wash. By the time you return, I shall have your breakfast ready. So the ogre went out to wash, and Jack jumped out of the oven and tried to run, but the woman stopped him. Oh, you must wait until he's asleep. He always has a nap after his breakfast. And back Jack went into the oven. The ogre ate his breakfast and afterward went into the great room and took several bags of gold out of an enormous chest. He sat down and began to count the pieces one by one until finally he nodded off into a deep sleep. The house shook with each snore. Jack crept out of the oven and tiptoed toward the door and as he passed the ogre, he grabbed one of the bags of gold, slung it over his shoulder and ran all the way back to his ladder. 
he threw the bag of gold down, which fell right into his mother's garden, and then climbed down and down and down until at last he reached the ground. He grabbed the bag of gold and went into the house where his mother had been preparing dinner. Well, mother, he said, wasn't I right about those beans? They really are magic. Look what I've found. Jack put the bag of gold on the table. His mother was overjoyed. And so they lived on the bag of gold. But after a while, it grew empty. Jack decided to try his luck once more at the top of the beanstalk. He climbed and climbed and climbed until he reached the long, straight-as-an-arrow road and headed toward the ogre's house. And once again, he found the big, tall woman sitting on the front porch. "'Good day, ma'am,' said Jack. "'Would you be so kind as to give me something to eat?' "'Go away, boy,' the woman replied. "'Roast my husband will eat you for lunch.' Jack took a step closer to her. "'Please, ma'am, I'd rather be served for lunch than die of hunger.' The woman took a closer look at Jack. Aren't you the boy who stopped here once before? On the very day one of my husband's bags of gold went missing? Jack smiled sweetly and replied, How odd, ma'am, I dare say. I could tell you something about what may have happened to that bag, but I'm so desperately hungry I'm afraid I cannot speak any more until I filled my belly. The woman was so curious about what Jack knew that she invited him and fed him. But he had barely had one bite when suddenly, thump, 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 the giant's footsteps approached. The woman again hid Jack in the oven. And just as it had happened before, the ogre entered the kitchen and said, Fee, fie, foe, fum, I smell the blood of an Englishman. But his wife convinced him it was his breakfast he was smelling and told him to go wash before lunch. So the ogre bathed while his wife cooked his lunch and after he had finished his meal, he told the woman, Wife, bring me my chicken that lays the golden eggs. She brought the chicken to him and he said, Lay. And the chicken obeyed by laying a brilliant, solid gold egg. And then the ogre nodded off into a deep sleep and the whole house shook with each snore. Jack snuck out of the oven and grabbed the golden hen. But when he picked it up, the hen let out a scream, which woke the ogre. Just as Jack ran out of the house, he heard the ogre yelling, Wife! Wife! What have you done with my golden hen? Jack could hear no more as he was running so fast, he was already halfway to the beanstalk. Jack got home, he set the chicken down on the kitchen table and said, Lay! And the chicken obeyed. Jack's mother could not believe her eyes. We are saved! And they were. From now on, there would always be food on their table. But Jack was not content for long, and soon enough, he decided to go back up the beanstalk. One morning, he woke just as the sun was rising and began to climb and climbed and climbed and climbed until he reached the long, straight-as-an-arrow road and headed towards the ogre's house. This time, however, Jack knew better than to go to the door, so he hid in a bush until the ogre's wife came outside with a pail for water. 
And while she was getting water from the well, Jack snuck into the house and jumped into a copper pot. It was not long after that the thump, thump, thump began and the house shook with each footstep. The ogre and his wife both came into the kitchen. The giant sniffed, then again, and again. Fee-fi-fo-fum! I smell the blood of an Englishman, he yelled. I smell him, wife. He must be here. Well, darling, if you smell a boy, it must be that little thief who stole our gold and our chicken that laid the golden eggs. He must be in the oven. And they both rushed to the oven and opened it. But it was empty. The giant's wife said, There you go again with that fee-fi-fo-fum. Must be the little lad you caught last night and I've made for your breakfast. The ogre sat down to breakfast and ate every last morsel, but kept muttering to himself. I could have sworn I smelled it. And he'd get up and check a cupboard or two, then sit back down. Luckily for Jack, the giant didn't think of the copper pot. After his meal, the ogre retired to the great room and called, Wife! Wife! Bring me my golden harp! And his wife obeyed and put it on the table before him. And he said, Sing! And the harp began to sing the most beautiful tune. It kept on singing until the ogre nodded off into a deep sleep. Jack lifted the lid off the pot and climbed out as quietly as he could. He tiptoed toward the harp and grabbed it, then ran for the door. But just as he turned the knob, the harp cried out, Master, master, save me! And the giant woke just in time to see Jack slipping out of the house with his precious harp. Jack ran as fast as he could back to the beanstalk. The ogre rushed after him, and just as he was catching up, the boy disappeared. When the ogre reached the end of the road, he looked down and saw Jack climbing down the beanstalk. He watched as Jack got further away, and having never cared for climbing, the ogre decided to give up until he heard his harp cry, Master, master, save me! And with that, the ogre readied himself and swung down onto the beanstalk, which shook under his weight. Jack sped up, and when he was very near to the ground, he called out, Mother! Mother! Bring me an axe! His mother came rushing out of the house with an axe in hand, but froze in terror when she looked up and saw the ogre, who was now just below the clouds. Jack jumped down and grabbed the axe from his mother. He swung at the beanstalk with all his might, and the axe cut halfway in. The ogre felt the beanstalk shudder, and when he looked down and saw Jack with the axe, he quickly began to retreat and climb back up. Jack took another swing and cut the beanstalk clean in half. The stalk swayed and finally began to topple over. And just as it did, the ogre leapt up onto the road, barely making it. The earth shook when the beanstalk fell. Jack showed his mother the harp and told her, With showing this harp and selling the golden eggs, we should be all right, mother. Jack's mother took the harp into the house and began to sing as she took dinner out of the oven. What a beautiful voice you have, said the harp. And the harp began to play a tune that matched the song perfectly. And so it was. 
that with his treasures from the ogre, Jack and his mother never again wanted for anything. The end. And now it's time to take a deep breath and close our eyes so that we may drift off into a world of our own adventure. Good night, children.